0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Mothership Connection, your place for lip gloss and toe floss. Um, thanks for listening to the last episode of it Woody Harrelson. I certainly enjoyed doing it. Um, today's episode is brought to you by the new hospital-themed bakery inside the Mall of in there called Bunt Force Trauma. So get yourself a Bunt cake down at Bunt Force Trauma. Where all the baker ladies are dressed like sexy nurses, and nothing is as it seems. <sighs> but yeah, thanks for listening to Woody Harrelson. I, uh, you know, I forgot to mention the Venom movie, Z, of course, where he
1: plays Carnage. So, a thousand apologies from the brightest star in the universe, Omicron Nine, by the Nebulon Galaxy, where the vitriol might sway. Uh, but yeah. Thanks for listening. I always appreciate it. Was Today I'm doing to do an episode on um, a first part of a probably
0: three-part series. Um, this is going to be called In Defense of the Genre. And I'm going to do the genre of sci-fi movies. Um, in honor of science fiction. So yeah, so let's uh, you know let's strap on our belts here, um, tighten up our pants, shine our shoes. Make sure we get our prescription earrings in, and let's get into it.
1: louder yeah, I don't know <laughs> hey. hey hey yeah hi hi yeah hi hi yeah hi, hi, hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back to Mothership Connection. I hope you're enjoying your uh Beginning of April here, uh, I know I am, they had a pretty good weekend, but um, especially this morning, I got a, uh, to my weekly uh, Taco Bell breakfast, every Sunday I get up super early, make my bed, no, every Sunday I get a, a Taco Bell breakfast, because they have cheap, very good cheap breakfast, um, so I get the breakfast box that they, that they uh, advertise, that they boast about, that they crow about. Um, it's pretty good. It's five bucks and you get a drink, a breakfast crunch wrap, a hash brown, and two little Cinnabon Cinnabites. And those motherfuckers gave me an extra hash brown today, dude. It was pretty awesome. So I think I'm going to play the lottery. (laughs) No, yeah, I don't know. It's five bucks. You can't beat that. You're going to go to fucking McDonald's and get some fucking squashed out in the griddle or something. Or go to Burger King where they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. We're out of breakfast. You want to come back later and get a Whopper? It's like, no, dude, I want the fucking breakfast that's on your stupid menu. Or Wendy's. Wendy's is just the worst. If I I ever became Shogun of the world, I would be like, yeah, Wendy's is done. The first thing I would do is I would uh, decree that Wendy's is over and that Pontiac was coming back as a car brand. And then I would just say to be, stay tuned (laughs) for the rest of my uh, unconstitutional decrees. I would rule with fear. Fear and an iron fist. Uh, I would want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Kind of like Michael Scott when he says that in The Office, which is really funny. But I just don't like Wendy's. I'm sorry. Like, Actually, I'm not sorry. Like, Fuck you. I don't care. I don't like Wendy's. Um, Wendy's just isn't good. And they have like, those redhead roasters. It's like, just call it coffee. You know what I mean? Like, You don't have to dress up coffee. I'm pretty sure people are going to drink it no matter what you call it. You could call it like fetal mung pie. And people are probably still going to drink coffee. Like, who cares? I've never had a drop of coffee in my life because I'm not a, I'm not a sheep. But uh, a lot of people drink coffee, so you don't you don't have to like make coffee fun. You know what I mean? Um, I don't, I just don't like Wendy's. I don't even. I don't fucking hate McDonald's. I guarantee you, like when everything is revealed, that McDonald's has probably been serving people human meat. Honestly. All those, all those kids that get missing every year, the 800,000 kids that get go missing every year in just America, and that's the actual fact if you want to go look it up, you uh, naysayers. But they probably end up in your fucking hamburger, you know what I mean? They probably sell off their limbs in the dark web, and then it's like, hey, okay, well, McDonald's needs some meat, and everyone was upset about the kangaroos, even though kangaroo meat's much leaner, healthier meat for you. So we'll just give them some kids that we stole from some swamp in Louisiana, and then have Ronald McDonald dance around on their grave and smile, you know? And it won't even make people grimace, get it? Um, I just don't, I don't know, I just don't like fast food, really, you know? It's uh, it's a sordid berg, it really is. Um, and I really think that it, it used to taste better when we were younger. And some people might just say, well, that's because your taste buds were different, Garrett. Why don't you just go home? No, it's just, I honestly, I just think they were using better ingredients back then, you know? And that doesn't even make the Better ingredients don't always make it taste good. Like, Papa John's, like, that's their slogan. is like, better ingredients, better pizza. I'm going to go make out with Peyton Manning. But, um, it's just like, no. I mean, Papa John's, I've only had it twice in my life, and I think it's garbage. Like, same thing with, like, any kind of, like, Trump smash trombone on the wall restaurant, like Applebee's or Chili's or TGI Friday's or, um... Scoop on the roof? Isn't that another restaurant? Scoop on the roof, or something stupid? But that, you know, those restaurants suck. Like Applebee's microwaves your steak, and some stupid country bumpkin fucking rube is going to go in there and be like,
1: "I like Applebee's. I like drinking Applebee's."
0: And it's like, eh, you know, spending your hard-earned money on um, where you go out to eat. It's definitely more important now that the economy's crushed and inflation's through the roof. So, you know, since they decided to print what a gazillion trillion dollars in the span of two years, we didn't think that would hurt. It's like, yeah, it's the number one cause of inflation is you printing money like a bunch of fucking dickheads. Uh, but point of that being is like, don't don't just waste your money at any dumb restaurant. Like if they're if the server's rude, or if the manager looks like a slob, or if the food's not good, it's just like don't waste your money there. Let them go out of business. You know, um, but yeah, talk point of that is too, the Taco Bell has the best breakfast around. Um fast food breakfast that is. I don't know, I just don't think people want to get up early on a Sunday to go get like a uh, a breakfast. I really miss people will remember this, but remember the Eaton Park um late night buffet that they used to have? I'm sure plenty of you remember that. Eaton Park used to have I don't know if it was somebody can correct me if their memory serves them right. Um but Eden Park, I'll just I'll just say it was every day, but I'm sure it wasn't. It was probably just on the weekends. But they used to have their late-night buffet, where it was like a fucking brunch buffet from like 11 o'clock at night. Ah. <laughs> I'm in the parking lot here at the, uh... And some lady just dropped their Mountain Dew on the ground. Now she's stomping around like a little brat. She's got a big scorpion tattoo on her leg, but she can't handle dropping her pop. Typical. Typical lady. But, um... No, she dropped it pretty good. It bounced, it bounced. It's definitely gonna blow up all over her tits and be awesome, Mountain Dew tits. <laughs> but um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the Eden Park brunch. Like, was it brunch or was it just like the breakfast buffet at night? But it used to be. It was awesome. I used to go there all the time. It was great. It's probably why my pants don't fit. But it was awesome. You know what I mean? It had like the bacon, the eggs, the sausage, the those little pink muffins that Eden Park has that are really good. Um, I think it even had salad for those people that wanted the drink a bunch of drinks and then have salad you don't win friends with salad you don't win friends with salad you don't win friends with salad that of course being from the classic simpsons episode um when hummer's having his barbecue <laughs> you don't win friends with salad but um know, yeah, it was great i don't know why they don't do that anymore oh i hope this lady opens up this mountain dew in front of me uh, she's checking the label she's passed. She's going to go home and fucking sulk and be a grouch and ruin her husband's Sunday. But, uh yeah, Eden Park's late in buffet was good. I don't know why they don't bring it back. Um People would go. Who wouldn't go? You know what I mean? Especially since all the places close early now. Like, can we can we get back to pre-COVID uh, hours, please? Can bars quit closing at, like, 10? You know what I mean? Um It's silly. Like, say, if, say for example, say if you go to the Penguin game. And then you want to go out like afterward, everything's already closed, and it's like, well, that never used to, like go back to pre, pre COVID hours, please, Um, you know. I don't know. I miss that. I I honestly, I miss going to Walmart at like two in the morning to get some fucking underwear and batteries and maybe some kind of flashlight. Um, did a lot of my DVD buying back the, back in the day late at night because um, I could sift through the bin and not feel like a pariah, pariah carry, but um yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I miss, I miss stuff being open later than it is, you know? Um, plus, yeah, I got to get a second job here at some point this year, um, to fund my adventures. And I wish there was places were open still so I could just work in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? That way I don't have to work around my real job schedule. But, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, she didn't, she didn't, wasn't brave enough to open up her do. She is, she isn't doing the do. Um, they should do like a Mountain Dew themed hair salon called Do the Dew. That's the, that's Mountain Dew slogan. You know what I mean? Who wouldn't want to drink some Mountain Dew and get their hair cut by a pretty girl? I know I would. Well, oh, that's like always the preference, you know? Um, have all the different flavors. Hopefully they, I think they're bringing back the, uh, Dew USA or flavor that they have. Or the pan looks like, if you remember those, uh, great white shark popsicles, it, it looks like that and tastes like that. And it's really awesome. Um, and they don't make it anymore for the last couple of years for some reason, but they used to have their, um, cranberry pomegranate Mountain Dew. It was Mary Dew's Mist or something I think it was called, but it was awesome. In the last two years they had, like, instead of having that, they had like fruitcake, literally fruitcake flavored Mountain Dew. And it's like, everyone liked the cranberry one. So why did you get rid of it? Oh, people like something. So let's get rid of it. Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> but, um. But yeah, but thanks for listening to the podcast. The Woody Harrelson episode went pretty good, I think. People seem to like it. Um, people were responding positively to the Money song, which I'm surprised about because I made it just to be irritating. Um, but th- at the end of this episode, we'll be Mothership will be debuting a hit song from a new artist. Um, so make sure to stay tuned for that. It's a new R&B artist. Um, their name is called Bitch Makes the Table. And I think you'll enjoy the song. It's a hit. It's blown up in Guam. I can tell you that right now. Guam in West Philippines is just loving um, this, the new song from Bitch Makes the Table. But uh, but today we're going to talk about like I said, this is like part one of like a three part installment. Um, or it's, it's going to be it's going to be called In Defense of the Genre, um, which was the name of the first Say Anything album, which I always thought that was a cool name for an album. Um, but I'm going to use that, steal that, if you will, and you will, because you have to,
1: and you will. And you will walk up that mountain to get me my hammer so I can take the nails out of the wall. So I can hang the record player.
0: Uh no. So I'm gonna steal that and it's just gonna be called In Defense of the Genre. And I'm just gonna talk about how great Um that particular genre is. So I'm gonna do sci-fi today. Um I'll do comedy at some point and I'll do uh I guess I'll just do like a miscellaneous where I'll kind of just lop in all other genres. Maybe I can do like, no, yeah, that's what I'll do. Um, and we'll just talk about that and do that and have a have a grand old time. It'll be quite the uh, DR. F. No, DR. DR is right. <laughs> It'll be quite the delightful romp, like most things are. I like saying delightful romp. It's like an old-timey saying. I love old-timey sayings. I really do. Like, uh, he really boils my potato, or I'll baste your turkey, or Wednesday's coming, or uh, anything you could put on an apron that looks real stupid, you know what I mean? I love, nothing's better than a girl in a real dumb apron, um, you know what I mean? Like, if if, I, if there was some girl cooking me food, and she was wearing, like, a little mermaid apron with some stupid saying by Ariel, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, bab, three-course meal, bab. But, um, I don't know been sick all week, kind of get- I'm at like the tail end started feeling good around Wednesday night, but I still got that uh the gross like dry skin under my nose, which I hate um makes me kind of w- I wish they made like an eye patch for your nose so you could just not have people see your nose. Does anybody that knows me knows that I fucking hate anything nose related um so if my voice sounds a little bit different than normal, um, it's because I was uh you know fighting off a little a little colder, that I eliminated on Wednesday, uh, or else I wouldn't have maintained my uh, social gatherings this weekend, because I didn't want to get anyone sick, but I wasn't sick anymore, so it's all good. It's all good in the hood, when you got a lot of hood on your hood. Fucking like a bitches in the hood. But yeah, but today we're going to talk about sci-fi as a genre. Um, Once again, anyone that knows me knows that sci-fi is my absolute favorite And I love comedies. I mean, who doesn't? That's like somebody telling you that their favorite food is Italian food. It's like, oh, wow. You sweet, sweet treasure. That is such a great answer. Everybody loves Italian food, you bitch. Um, But that's what I mean. Like, everyone loves comedy. There's people that don't like sci-fi. Like, I particularly, I don't like horror at all. Um, I don't like horror movies. They just, they don't do anything for me. You know what I mean? Um, Mysteries are Okay like the classic whodunits or, uh, all those gumshoe movies, um, but I just, I would pro- probably say that horror movies are probably my, um, least favorite genre, with sci-fi and comedy being my favorite, um, it's just, I don't, I don't know, like, what, what makes horror movies scary, you know what I mean, like, if it's just the reality of it, it's just, it's all, especially now, because, like, horror movies now, it's just kind of like, um, like, Jump Jump scenes and jump scares and start it's more of us like startling you than actually scaring you. uh you know what I mean, and I've touched on this before i like, got uh, horror movies make girls horny because girl, fear fear and danger makes women horny it does that's a proven fact um you can't argue it it's proven time and time again that when women are scared they're horny, so horror movies are made primarily to make girls wet and to make the the date easier for the man uh, that's what I say um. Oh yeah, women love fear and danger and um, adventure. That all ha- that all comes into it. Like some slasher guy showing up to your neighborhood, like slashing people. That's gonna make them. It's gonna make horny. That's just how it is. Uh, but that that's like the only purpose that horror movies serve is to get girls going. Um, and some girls are stubborn; they they just won't get horny no matter what. Uh, they were all on Tyra Banks. I remember Tyra Banks had a show one time, and I'm not even making this up. It was women who have never been horny and have never seen their own vagina, and it was the most bizarre episode of, like, daytime talk show I've ever seen in my life, um, and they were, like, having these girls stand over mirrors to look at themselves for the first time, and, like, Tower Banks was, like, cheering them on, and it was just very, very, I don't know, it was very, very peculiar, but, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the point of that, (laughs) what point I'm trying to make, but yeah, horror movies, for me, they don't serve any purpose other than exciting, making women sexually excited. Because um, they're not scary, and all the movies now it's just like, oh, or you're gonna walk past a, a door and some demon's gonna jump out of your sock drawer, you know, or some some dementor's gonna jump out of your pool or something. It's, just, it's always just some weird weird thing. Um, It's never something that's actually scary, scary, scary. Um, I couldn't tell you the last movie that I was scared by. Um, I really couldn't. I know when I was little, I for a while there I always always jump off the couch when I got off the couch. Because I remember the, the one Chucky movie when he comes under the couch and cuts the dude's Achilles tendon and then kills him. Um, and it's not even so much of, like, uh, getting killed by Chucky. It was more or less the, uh, you know, the pain of having your Achilles tendon get severed. Which is, like, the worst sports injury you could possibly have. Because it, it, your Achilles would then, like, roll up your leg. And it's, like, the worst pain ever. But uh, that, I mean, that wasn't really more, that wasn't actually, like, scary. That was more of, like, the situation being scary. I don't know. I, couldn't, I honestly couldn't tell you the last movie that, like, I would say was scary. Um, can anybody? If you can think of a movie that was scary, like, legitimately scared you. Like, in the last, let's just keep it to the last 25 years. I don't want to hear about some uh, Prohibition-era, like, silent movie that was scary. So hit, hit us up on MothershipCon5 on Twitter. If you can remember, like, tell me, just tell me what was the last movie that actually made you scared like made you sleep with the light on for a day or two or like I don't know made you do bad at work because you were still thinking about it type of movie but i couldn't tell you the last movie that i thought was scary um uh, maybe never honestly um i honestly i honestly can't couldn't tell you a movie that scared me um there's a couple scenes in the show legion um when the shadow king shows up that like freak me out real weird but not scare me um i don't know i'm not i'm not very easily scared and those of you that know me know that. Like, I'm not really, I don't get nervous, I don't get scared, I'm not easily shooken. Um, and I don't put up with bullshit. Um, like, I, I know when someone's fucking full of shit. Um, I, can, I can recall a story when we were all down at the William Penn Tavern, and that lady was outside asking for people's IDs, and I knew she didn't work there. And I was like, you don't even fucking work here. And I refused to give her my ID, and it was. She didn't work here, she was just some drunk fucking squid-ripping slut. That was asking people for their IDs to be funny. Um, but that's like an example of me, like, not uh, not being coerced. I think I've never succumbed to peer pressure once in my life, ever. I'm proud of that. And uh, I'm, I'm usually pretty good at spotting bullshit. You know what I mean? I uh, you know what I'm saying. Mountain crayons. Now, sometimes, just like everyone else, I have some filters on in my eyes that uh, I don't see it right away. But I'm usually very good at spotting out the bullshit. Um, those of you that know me too know that I called out Jared from Subway long before that was realized. Um, I don't know, I got some good intuition. Got my uh Pleiadian intuition going, my starseed powers, if you will. As I am a starseed, as we all know. I'm one of the uh, lucky 144,000 people on the planet that are a starseed. That's 72,000 men, 72,000 women that have been sent here on a um grand mission from the Pleiadian master. Half kidding, half joking, half serious really wish I was a Starseed. like that Our Lady Peace song, Starseed. It's a really good song. Our Lady Peace was an awesome band. I'll probably do an episode on them. I love them. Um, I only got to see them once, unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately, I only got to see them once. My shoes smelled like nacho cheese. I stepped in them at the basketball game. Hey. But yeah, let's get into
0: it. We're going to talk about sci-fi as a genre. And I'm going to let you little, you little fucking barrel benders know all about how, why it's so great. So what do you, so what do you think of when you think of sci-fi? Um, do you think of space movies? Do you think of movies like the matrix? Do you think of, you know, movies where people become a beast in the night, like Wolf Cop? Um, if you've never seen Wolf Cop, Wolf Cop one and two are actually really entertaining. Um, they're kind of like B level movies, kind of like Dale and Tucker versus evil. Um, I think that's the title of that. But, uh, Wolf Cop's pretty entertaining. I know on Xbox, they have, like, Wolf Cop 1 and 2 real cheap to rent. So I'm sure it's that way, like, all the rental sites or whatever. But, uh, yeah. Like, movies like Wolf Cop, where the guy becomes a wolf, and he's also a cop. <laughs> Things like that. Sci-fi, to me, what makes sci-fi great is the fact that there's no... There are no limitations. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the only... I mean, comedy, I guess you could say there's no limitations, because you could always just... Infuse whatever kind of nonsense you need to To make make the plot work Um, But for sci-fi there's absolutely no Limitations to science fiction whatsoever Which makes it so great Sci-fi of course short for science fiction For those of you that are just fucking A complete dip ass and don't know Um, There's these people I'm in the parking lot here And these people are are, This lady's putting her groceries in the back of her car And these people are waiting for her To get a better space just park somewhere else. I can tell, like, how visibly frustrated this lady is with these people, like, hassling her. Like, why do you have to, like, just wait? They used to drive me nuts at Robert Morris when I, people would do that. Because so I would just be sitting in my car, um, in between classes or something. And people would be like, oh, are you, moving? like, no, I'm not leaving. Like, go park somewhere else, you fucker. And there's, like, a space, like, two away from her. So, do you really have to park, like, two cars closer? whoa, whoa. I cannot believe this. I'm not kidding. I literally, there's a kid running around the parking lot with a Flint Tropics jersey on. He's wearing, he's wearing a Jackie Moon jersey. That is amazing. That is one of the best things I've ever seen. This kid's probably like eight and he's got a Jackie Moon jersey. That, that makes my fucking day. It really does. Um, that is so great. (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. That's awesome. Oh uh, yeah, this little kid's wearing like a Jackie Moon jersey from Semi-Pro, that's awesome. I saw some kid last summer wearing a uh, Myrtle Beach Merman jersey from uh, Eastbound and Down, that was pretty cool. But this Jackie Moon jersey is even better. That's really awesome. <laughs> cool, good, that gives me hope for, for younger people, that some young kid's wearing such a hilarious jersey. Um, it's awesome, it's a home jersey too, wow, a white Flint Tropics jersey. Uh, because as we all know, Semi Pro is one of the greatest movies ever. But uh, but yeah, sci-fi is great because there's no limitations. You can literally think anything. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, you're, someone's putting their imagination on on screen, and I know that that's what it is for every movie. But sci-fi, there's no limitations. You know, you need something to happen. You can just explain it away with some some nonsense. You know what I mean? In comedy, like I said, comedy you can kind of do that where stuff doesn't really have to make sense. But for, like, say, for, like, a murder mystery or something, like, you have to make sure you're within the context of reality, you know? You can't solve, like, explain away part of the mystery of, like, just be like, oh, yeah, like, a, I don't know, a, uh, I don't know, what's, like, something, like, oh, that, that part of the plot doesn't make sense because the butter could talk. Or, like, something, something out supernatural or something weird doesn't fit into, like, a mystery movie or, like, a whodunit movie or... Things like that. And same thing with a horror movie. Like, yeah, the the bad guy's probably going to be some kind of supernatural creep or some fucked up fucking, like, evil person. But there still has to be some segment of reality to it. But for, like, sci-fi movies and action movies and all that kind of stuff, that stuff doesn't have to make sense at all. And that's part of what makes it great. Because you can make, like, you can have aliens. You can have ancient demons. You can have mutated people. You can have ghosts. You can have anything. And that's why it's awesome, and the storytelling is usually pretty great. And of course, just like every other genre, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of really shitty sci-fi movies out there. But there's a lot of really shitty comedy movies. Like, have you ever seen a Ray Romano movie? Or a Tim Allen movie? Outside of uh, Galaxy Quest? Because Galaxy Quest is good, I'll give him that. And that Kirstie Alley movie he was in when they were running from the law, they pretended to be Amish people. I think it was for richer or poorer. But Tim Allen, just he's just a... A mud stain on society. Him and Ray Romano both, like... So there's... And there's the same with Ed Helms. Like, Ed Helms has his movie, what was it called? Cedar Rapids. And it's like, fuck you, Ed Helms. But those kind of comedies are just so stupid. They really are. Um. So just, like I said, just like every, the, all the bad horror movies, like... Jennifer's Body, or something like that, or... Uh, you know, it's stuff like shit like that. Or what was the one where it was like the girls were beating up the demon, like, in the astral realm? Well, was it Sucker Punch or something? Or something stupid? Or what was about what about the movie Jawbreaker where they kidnap the girl and put a jawbreaker in her mouth and she chokes and dies? And then the other girls just masturbate on her? Is that Jawbreaker? I don't know. I think that's the plot of Jawbreaker. Um, I don't know. But movies like that are the best. Or like, for example, Bit Taylor. Or, you know, let's, let's go, let's all go, let's all get some popcorn and watch Drill Bit Taylor, or shit like that. Um, but there's, I mean, there's so many bad movies in every genre, but that's what I mean. Like, there's horrible comedies, like I mentioned. Um, horrible, scary movies, like I mentioned. Um, and just shit like that. But, like, you can tell a lot about a person, but when they say, like, what their favorite movie is, like, if someone tells you that Drill Bit Taylor is their favorite movie, or that, like... Um, Sweet Home Alabama is their favorite movie Or something It's like okay uh, check please I'm out of here um, cause you, can, you can tell how much of a fucking idiot somebody is By what they claim to be their favorite uh, Movie or favorite Show or favorite song Or shit like that Or even just like the way they eat a taco um, If you're out with somebody And they're eating a the taco like a fucking idiot And you know what I'm talking about Or it's like um, Girls do this a lot Where like, they'll eat a taco But like they'll bend their neck And like chew it especially if it's like a, a, a crunchy shell which if you're, eating, if you're eating crunchy shell tacos you better be a little kid or disabled but um so girls will do this a lot where like they'll eat a taco and like bend their neck real weird and like bite the taco and like follow it the whole way down to the plate and then like giggle a little bit and then go in for another bite but like that's not a comfortable way to eat a taco you know what I mean And I'm not, I'm not making like, this isn't some like sexual innuendo about like a bald talk. I'm talking about like a regular, like I'm talking about talk of the food, not talk of the puss. But, uh, you can tell a lot about somebody like when they're like just little things like that, little nuanced things. Um, or even if you go to a store with someone and they don't put the cart back, red flag, check please. Um, if they try to tell you their favorite movie is the butterfly effect, check please, red flag. Um... If they look at, say if you're like a target and they're looking at a towel and they pull it out to look at it, it's like, why do you, A, why do you need to examine a towel, you fucking bitch? And B, if they don't fold it, like, even attempt to fold it, they just like stuff it back on the shelf, then they ain't it. They ain't the one. But, um, yeah, if if their favorite movie is The Butterfly Effect, tell them the kick rocks. Um, but you can, you can, you can tell a lot or like even by the the sports team that someone likes, um, like if somebody claims to have like a a passionate connection to, like, the Portland Trailblazers, it's like, get out of here. Get the fuck out. You know, like, there's no way that you have any kind of connection to the Trailblazers. I don't think people in Portland do. Or, um, or when you know someone's, like, blatantly lying about knowing how to use a weapon, or, um, or just, like, guys will do that a lot, Where guys will lie about knowing how to use knives or guns or bazookas or harpoons or shit like that. It's like... You don't have to try to make yourself cool, like to lie about knowing how to use a weapon, you know. Or I, I've noticed lately too, a lot of guys will lie about knowing how to surf, and it's like, what's the what? What are you doing? Especially in Pittsburgh, like, what are the chances that she's gonna call you out on like your surfing skills? You know, um, I don't know. People just lie about the stupidest shit all the time. Um, I don't know. It makes me nuts. Um, I see it a lot on social media. I even see it at work. Like the people I work with, like we have like a just like a general chat in Microsoft Teams and the stuff that they say in there is just so stupid. (laughs) Like, it is just so stupid. Like, they don't, they don't get any of my fucking jokes. I give those people at work comedy gold and they just have like a deer in headlights stare. You know what I mean? Um, Like some girl was lying about owning a turtle. To which I replied, you know, Yurtle the Turtle is most likely the greatest book ever written on the subject of turtle stacking. And, like, one person got, like, realized why that was funny. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, why are you lying about having a turtle? You know? That's not, like, how are you gaining points? Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not easily impressed because I don't give a shit about stuff like that. But, like, saying you have a turtle is definitely not going to, like, spark my interest. You know what I mean? Honestly, I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Lying about turtles. That sounds like a fucking horrible, like... Uh, ska band or something It's like hey we got real big fish oh, And the opening act is Lying about turtles Make sure you get your fish fishbowl margarita And your fucking sloppy ass Concert french fries And go watch lying about turtles um, Concerts really need to step up their game With their food They really do um, It's a very sordid berg I think I've said sordid berg a couple times this episode so I'm sorry I usually don't even say that ever in my life, so I don't know why I keep saying sorted bird. But yeah, concerts have—they need to have better food. They don't—it doesn't have to be gourmet shit, but like, you go to a concert and you get French fries and they're like cold, or they give you cheese sauce to dip it in and it's like cold, and it's or they give you pop and it's like the last pop that was in the bag, so it just tastes like soda water. Like, come on, you're charging ridiculous prices for concert food anyway. Like a burger at Star Lake is like twelve bucks. And it's not even as big as, like, a kid cuisine or some horrible fucking thing. Um, I think I talked about that in my concert episode I did a while back. It was, like, the Glory of Live music episode, I think, that I did. Um, ooh, look at this squid dripper getting out of her car. Nice. Uh, looking pretty good, lady. But, um, oh, yeah, she is. She's definitely at FCFS. Wonder what she's going in Shop and Save to get. Yeah, I went to Shop and Save in Imperial, which uh, just stains my soul. I uh, I fucking hate Shop and Save. Any shop and save I've ever been to is fucking terrible. And I think I've talked about this before. Like, how do you fuck up a grocery store? That's like the, that's one of the few stores that someone has to go to. You know what I mean? It's like, how do you fuck up something where people are actively wanting to come? You know? Like, shop and save should change their name to grocery grave because they're so fucking terrible. And the shop and save in Imperial, and I've had this confirmed by other people that go there, other listeners, at that point, that, um, I've also seen mice running around Shop and Save. It's like, how do you, like, how is your grocery store so dirty? You bunch of fucks. And then they make their employees wear these, like, faded blue polos. And it's like, all the employees look miserable. Like, that single mother who's trying to cash you out and can't get your cantaloupe to scan, she's even more fucking miserable wearing some Shop and Save polo with, like, zigzag lettering. You know what I mean? Like, don't make your employees wear dumb uniforms. Make them wear uniforms. You don't want them just all wearing weird shit. Or you can just do what Walmart does and just let them wear a smock. Um But don't make them wear some uncomfortable... You can tell it's like a polo that doesn't move at all. Those cheap-ass like Walmart polos where it's like they don't even breathe or anything. And I'm a pretty sweaty guy. Like, if I had to wear something like that, I would quit. Because I would just be sweaty all day. Even more so than usual. And it's just like... When you're running such a horrible grocery store... Like Shop and Save, which I'm just going to start calling Grocery Graves. I think that's funny. Hey, babe, let's go down to G2 and get some stuff. But if you have, like, maybe you should worry more about the mice running around. Um, it's not like some funny mice thing like Ratatouille or Richard Scary. No, Richard Scary was the worm. Stuart Little. It's not some fun, like, tale like that where, like, the mouse is probably pretty clean. Like These are actual, like, mice running around. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to get food from a place that has mice everywhere. Or they have, like, these stupid shirts that they sell where it's like, uh-oh, Saturday's here is, like, written on the shirt. And it's like, who's going to wear that? Seriously. Who, who's going to walk in there and buy a shirt that says, uh-oh, Saturday's here? Or, you want it when? You want it done when? Or <laughs> it's like, no. And they're $5. So it's like the people selling them aren't even making money off them. That they're only charging 5 bucks, Like, it's probably going to, like, that shirt's probably going to make you sick. It's probably that the ink is probably so shitty that it's like poisoning your body. You know what I mean? It's like oh, how'd that lady get uh sick? It's like, oh, she bought a shirt from Shop and Save that said, You want it when? Or uh oh, Saturday's here. Or uh that's too spicy for the pepper. Or some dumb fucking saying that like nobody gives a shit about. I don't I I just don't get it. Like I want to write a letter to Shop and Save and be like, what are you doing? That that that's all the letter's gonna say. It's gonna say, "Dear Grocery Grave, what are you doing?" Exo exo mothership connection. That, that's what I should write to them. And I, I'll just—I won't even write them. I won't even mail it. I'll just put it in all the aisles, and they'll probably never read it because they don't clean their store. And there's like this fucking smart-ass kid who's always making comments when he's bringing the carts in and shit. And it's like I don't need to hear that. You know what I mean? I'm just a a citizen of the world. I'm just a. I'm just a One boy walking around trying to get my shitty groceries from Grocery Grave. And I don't need to hear your cart boy fucking making under-the-breath comments about me. You know what I mean? Um, Shit just pisses me off, you know? You know what I'm saying? Nothing cranks? But yeah, Shop and Save just sucks. Like, I miss Foodland. Does anybody remember Foodland? The Foodland in Moon, which is now like Big Lots, I think. Which, don't get me started on Big Lots. But uh, the Foodland in Moon, I I love Foodland. It became Coons after Foodland. But Foodland was great. I think I only know of one Foodland left around. Because there used to be one on Perry Highway, but I don't even think that's there anymore. But the Foodland in Baden. And I'll go there sometimes just uh, for the nostalgia. But the one in Moon was... I have a lot of great memories of that Foodland. I met the Ninja Turtles there like three times. I met the uh, Orlando Merced from the Pirates there when I was little. And they used to give us in elementary school they would get the Foodland Penguin hockey cards. Shop and Save doesn't do that shit. Shop and Save, like, sends you a bill and be like, oh, we saw you smiling in our store, so we're going to charge you 50 cents for smiling or something fucking stupid. I don't know. I, just, I hate Shop and Save. I fucking hate it. I still go just because it's convenient on the way home from a lot of things, but I don't enjoy myself when I'm there. I'm not happy about myself when I'm there. Um, It's just, like, a shitty store, and Giant Eagle sucks now. Giant Eagle's so expensive. Coons is just, eh. You know what I mean? there. Eh. Um, so yeah, I really miss Foodland. I wish they'd bring back more Foodlands. Or Food Lions. But I usually go to the uh Kroger in Weirden. That's Kroger's pretty it's like John Eagle quality but not as big and expensive. But John Eagle's just like out of control. I knew that was gonna happen. When I was little and they started giving out those cookie cards, I was like this place is fucking done. You know what I mean? I was just eating my pecan sandy, being like, This place is gonna go under. They just fired your CEO because they're doing such a bad job, you know? When CEOs get fired, they get like a gazillion dollar severance. So they don't even care. They can just get fired and go to Alaska for like a month, bang a bunch of Eskimos, while some Laplanders watch. So I don't know. Point point of that being is I don't fucking like shopping. <laughs> and I do. I feel bad for their employees. They got to wear those sticky ass polos. Um, and there's a couple of really good looking cashiers there, but they got to wear that dumb-ass polo. I'm sure they're miserable. You know, they go home, they're sweating, and their boyfriends hate them. You know? I don't know. They could probably wear better uniforms. Or just make them wear, like, a Shop and Save t-shirt. Why do they have to wear a polo? You know what I mean? For some reason, like, in America, like, polos are synonymous with produce. It's like, I'm not going to think any less of your lettuce if the, your employees aren't wearing a polo shirt. You know what I mean? And then grocery stores in general always have, like, the the managers wearing, like, but, like shirts and ties and stuff. And it's like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to make me sway me one way or the other if your manager's wearing a, a shirt and tie, you know? Or they're wearing some tie with, like, a cornucopia of fruit on it. And it's like, I get it. You work at a grocery store, you know? You don't have to wear, like, a, a food-themed tie to let me know that, you know? Or they'll have their name tags. and all Everyone in the store's name tag says, like, happy to be here. And it's like, no, you're not. Very few people are happy to be at their jobs, and that's okay. That's just the way it is, you know? got to do what you got to do. Or that's like a Texas roadhouse, which I love. Um, their shirts always say like the back of their shirts say, I love my job. It's like, you're lying. Don't make the employees lie through clothes. Nothing irritates me more when somebody lies through their clothing. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, so sci-fi, like I don't know. Sci-fi is my favorite genre because anything goes, you know what I mean? I mean anything. Anything goes in sci-fi. That's that's what makes it great. And I know I've said that a few times, but it's true. Um, and like my favorite sci-fi movies, like a, a lot of times it's space, like space-based movies. Um, like obviously Star Wars, I love. Um, Alita too, because Alita's technically based in space, and she was in on on an army in Mars, and they are fighting the Earth people. Um, Alien, of course. Predator, like all, all the all the good stuff has some kind of space theme to it. Um, but Star, I would Star Wars. I know Star Wars has been ruined, and I won't go on my typical Disney rant because I've gone on so many. And Disney is eating itself alive and closing, closing theme parks, closing their Star Wars theme hotel, which was like, I can only imagine how much money they lost on that. And uh, canceling movie projects, canceling stuff, firing actors, doing all other shit. But um, it's just Star Wars. If you pay attention to the actual story of Star Wars, and I'm talking about like. The extended universe, the books and shit, because there's, and this is all this is all I'll say about it. Disney fucked up so bad. There are there literally hundreds of books that were written after Return of the Jedi came out, up until they started making the new ones and everything, where the stories were already in place and already set, and all these motherfuckers had to do was just make those movies. Not, you don't have to make them, you don't have to follow it to a T, but just follow that outline. And they could have, they could be making until episode 30 with all those fucking movies and ideas that they had. Like, if you just, if you ever have time, just read some of the uh, Extended Universe books that were written. I forget the guy's name who wrote most of them, but the stories were great. They were amazing. And that's all they had to do was follow that. And it's like, this, this will go down in movie history, like their destruction of Star Wars, Disney's destruction of Star Wars will go down as like the biggest corporate blunder of all fucking time and entertainment. It really will, um, but yeah, it, w- it was fucking awesome. Like the story goes, like Han and Leia had two kids, and Luke had a kid, and Luke's kid went bad, and had then Han and Leia's kid had to fight him, and he became Darth Cadus. His name was Jason. No, his name was, or no, it was Ben. One of Ben's, one of Han Solo's kids went bad and became a Sith, and he had to fight Luke's kid and his sister, and it was fucking awesome. And then that led into this thing that was called the Yuzong Vong War, where these aliens came into the Star Wars galaxy and they weren't they could not be influenced by the force and their armor resisted lightsabers. So it was like, oh what the fuck? They could have made a whole thing about that. And then if you really want to get deep into the Star Wars expanded universe, look up Abeloth, who was a Sith demon lady that was like the ultimate villain in the last book that they ever wrote. And they could have they could have adapted Abeloth into like the greatest fucking Star Wars movie ever, and they didn't, but look up Abeloth, she's real creepy looking and cool, but they just fucked everything up, but that's all, like I said, I'm not going to go on a big Disney rant on this episode, at least, um, I've done that enough, but uh, but Star Wars is great, and a lot of sci-fi, like even Halo, Halo has a ton of books, Halo is like one of my favorite stories ever, uh, I'm not going to explain it, I did it like a kind of one of the, when I was talking about how they should make the Halo movie, but Halo has such great lore and backstory, that's like a lot of these sci-fi films do. Like, um, Alita was a manga, and anime, and has five or six books, um, and know Barnes & Noble sells, like, the Alita, uh, collection that you can buy, it's not very cheap, it's not very expensive. Star Wars has so much lore, like, there's always more backstory, um, and, like, Disney even fucked up Willow, like, Willow already got cancelled, because they made it some stupid woke bullshit, um, and they're remaking Lord of the Rings, and I'm sure they'll make it woke, like, Frodo will probably be trans- Sauron will probably be, like, some kind of, like, fucking pussy or something, but uh, it's just, I don't know, it's silly, but point being is, like, sci-fi has so much backstory to it, and even if you read, like, the Alien books and the Alien comics, like, back in the day, I forget who, it might have been Dark Horse comics that did it, but they had Alien vs. Predator comics, and they had, like, Robocop vs. Terminator comics, like, there's so much cool shit, and, like, the Terminator movies, like... I wish they would just do a Terminator where it's solely in the future and them fighting the machines. None of the time travel bullshit Just show, like, the actual story of them fighting the machines. Same thing with the Transformers movies. Like, everybody wants a War for for Cybertron movie. Just make that. You know what I mean? Like, people don't want to have to see, like, oh, Optimus Prime is friends with, like, a little girl again or friends with Shia LaBeouf. Just make a movie where it's on the Transformers planet and it's the story of the War for Cybertron, which is awesome. But, uh, sci-fi just has so many great elements to it, so many backstories, a lot of it is like based off, because Star Wars itself is based off a lot of Japanese, uh, proverbs and a lot of old Japanese stories, like the, uh, Seven Samurai and all that kind of stuff, and George Lucas will tell you that, like he, that's what it's based off, but there's so many, there's so many cool things within sci-fi that are just fucking awesome, um, and you can make it anything, I know I've said that a few times, but that's like the main point of why sci-fi, sci-fi is so great. You can, you can investigate the supernatural. You can bring in people with powers. You can look at, like, go way back and do alternate history or origins of things or open up all kind of weird, like, prophecies or go to different planets or go meet some underwater civilization. Like, literally, like, it's the sky's the limit. There's no limit to your imagination or what you can put into, like, a sci-fi thing. Like, I should write a fucking sci-fi novel. I'm sure I could do it. Um, I don't know what I would call it, but I could probably do it. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, sci is fucking great, you know? Know what I'm saying? Mountain Crane? But, um, I don't know, you, like, there's just so many things to it. Like, even um, The Sixth Sense, you know? That's, that's good sci-fi shit, and it's not necessarily... Like, I think people get this notion in their head where sci-fi has to be some action-packed fucking thriller, and it's like, that's preferable, but it's not what it has to be, you know what I mean? Um Like, The Sixth Sense was a good example of that, and there's some bad ones, like... What's that movie with Mark Wahlberg when it's... Is it The Happening or something where it's just like The Mist? Or is it even called just The Mist? You know what I'm talking about. It's Mark Wahlberg where it's like, um... You know what I mean? Is that what it is? Is it The Happening where the whole town's scared and it's just like The Mist? Which is probably like the most low-budget sci-fi they can do where it's like... we'll we'll just say the bad guy's invisible. (laughs) But uh, stuff like that. Some movies like that are stupid. Or like Signs was cool... Science was cool until the alien walked across the screen and it was, like, a joke. Um, but stuff like Mad Max is, like, an awesome sci-fi thing. You, like, world building is very important in sci-fi movies, you know? And just like everything else, they all follow the hero's journey, like I talked about last time. Um, but, like, Mad Max is good. And, like, world building, I'm glad I said that, because, like, world building is a huge part of it. Like, the Star Wars universe is massive. The Halo universe is massive. The Marvel universe is Massive. World building is very important in any kind of movie you're making. Even if you're making like a comedy. If you're making a rom-com, there should be a lot of world building going on. But, um, I don't know, sci-fi is just great and I love it. Like Star Wars and Blade and Alita and Alien and Predator and Terminator and Jurassic Park 1 and fucking um all that shit. It's just fucking great. Like, there's so many classic fucking movies. Like, they live... If, if, I would hope that everybody listening has seen They Live. Like, if you haven't, go watch They Live. It's amazing. It's uh, Roddy Piper. It's fucking awesome. It's a really great movie. Like, They Live is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I would hope that you've all seen it. If not, you should hang your head in shame and dunk your head in orange juice or something. But, um... I heard that it cleanses your hair if you dunk your head in orange juice. Ooh, this a nice, pretty girl. Hey!
1: You doing some grocery shopping?
0: <laughs> but um, oh yeah, she's just fucking walking around
1: slanking it.
0: But um, yeah, just, sci-fi is just fucking great. Even sci-fi car, sci-fi cartoons like Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty is a great example of like a sci-fi cartoon. That's great. Or Futurama, you know what I mean? Like, who doesn't like Futurama? Futurama is fucking awesome. Same thing, world building, character building, character development, all of that stuff. Um, it's just fucking great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sci-fi, it's just great. That's all I can really say about it. Um probably about to sneeze, so if I sneeze on air, I'm sorry. Uh, but I won't be honoring this, if, if Garrett sneezes, giveaway, because I just can't afford to give everybody a uh, a, uh, a bay window here. But, uh, ooh, look at all these Easter baskets. This lady's walked out of there with, like, six Easter baskets. Here you go, kids. Happy Easter. Here's some indigestion. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh what's it called? Now, if I had kids, I would get them an actual bunny every Easter. So when they grew up, they would be overwhelmed by bunnies. But, uh, that's also a good name for a stupid band. Hey, we're overwhelmed by bunnies, and here's our hit single, We Suck. But, uh... <laughs> it's like, hey, why do you have 18 bunnies? It's like, oh, my dad bought me a bunny every year for Easter. <laughs> it's become quite the financial burden. But, uh... So, I don't know yet. But thanks for listening. That's that's my take on why sci-fi is great. Simple and sweet. Just like coming on feet. But, uh, sorry, that was kind of gross. <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry. But yeah, if, I, if you're eating some kind of noodle when I said coming on feet, I'm very sorry. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucking tired. It's It's pretty early in the morning. I'm tired. Uh, like that U2 song You can say I'm tired to that That U2 song Desire Um uh, Desire desire You can just say I'm tired That's like that Smash Mouth song Where it's walking on the sun You can change the lyrics to Might as well be coming on my thumb I actually like that song There's, there's a couple of Smash Mouth songs that aren't bad um, they're usually attached to like a, some kind of soundtrack, but they're fine. You know what I mean? People make fun of Smash Mouth, but guess what? That guy's laughing the whole way to the bank. Um, but I would say walking on the sun's not bad. And when the morning comes is okay. And they pretty much do, just do cover songs afterward. They, I will say though, their cover of Steely Dan's Do It Again is like a travesty. Um, but I don't know. But thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your, um, the rest of your day here. Uh, I'll be going to see Polyphia on Monday, which will be good. And then on the following day, I'll be getting my tooth pulled, which uh, I'm not looking forward to. But insurance is covering 100% of it, so I ain't got to pay shit. I ain't got to pay shit, baby. But yeah, so I'll enjoy myself Monday at the concert and then get my tooth ripped out and not be able to eat for a couple of days. But uh, that's okay. That's just the way teeth go. That's just the way teeth go. Of course, that was a spoof off Janet Jackson's That's The Way Love Goes, which is my absolute favorite Janet Jackson song. That and If um, are my two favorite Janet Jackson songs. If you're not familiar, check them out. If by Janet Jackson, and um, That's The Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. But thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate it, and uh, I hope you enjoy the uh, song by Bitch Make Make the Table coming up at the end of the episode. And, uh, like always, keep shaking those motherfucking knees, bitch. Now for the new song by the hit R&B group, Bitch Make the Table. This is their hit song, uh, Bitch, I'm a Duck ya.
1: and a one, and a two, and a bubblegum on her shoe. Bitch, I'm a fuck ya, bitch, I'm a duck ya. If you had feathers, you know I'm a pluck ya. If you're a leprechaun, then you know I'm a luck ya. Hit you with a grenade, that means that I stuck ya. Don't drink the chemicals in the kitchen, you know that's Mr. Yuck ya. When it's time for bed, you know I'm a tuck ya. Go get some popcorn, and you know that we'll need butter. Bitch, I'm a fuck ya. Bitch, I'm a duck ya. If you had feathers, you know I'm a pluck ya. If you're a leprechaun, then you know I'm a luck ya. If you had a rake, then we'd clean up all the muck ya. When you're watching hockey, pay attention to the puck ya. When you're, knuck- when you're bucking, you better be knocking. If you're buck wild, like that song, knock if you're buck wild. Bitch, I'm a fuck ya, yeah. bitch, I'm a duck ya. Yeah. If you had feathers, you know I'm a pluck ya. Yeah. Trying to think of other words that rhyme with uck yeah. Sleeping with your girl, it makes you a cock, yeah. <laughs> when something doesn't taste good, you know you say it sucks, yeah. Um, can't think of any other words that rhyme with duck, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> That was the hit song by the R&B group, Bitch
0: Make the Table. Um, their hit song, Bitch, I'm a Duck, yeah. Check it out on iTunes, Spotify, and... Renfrew, the new streaming service brought to you by nonsense companies. (laughs) Nonsense Industries, a hocus focus brand. I don't know.